Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kansas City Sports Report Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Finn Sullivan. This is the first episode ever. I'm lucky enough to get to have a big piece of news that broke just yesterday to be able to talk about for my first episode. So let's get into it. Let's discuss the Julio Jones to the Tennessee Titans trade. First and foremost, I think this trade's a win for both teams. I think that it's great for the Falcons that they get to dump Julio's cap hit. They need that cap space, and that's great for them. Really, it's great that they get to dump off Julio. They get to get rid of that huge hit, and it's great for the Titans, too. The Titans have... Obviously, you know, vacated a ton of targets. There was 156 targets, I believe, gone. You lose Corey Davis, you lose Jonu Smith, you lose Adam Humphreys, 156 vacated targets, and now you add an alpha dog. You add an elite, elite, elite wide receiver in Julio Jones, the best of our generation, one of the greatest to ever do it, one of the most gifted to ever do it both athletically and an actual football skill. We are blessed to see him, and we are now blessed to see him pair up with A.J. Brown, who is anybody's idea of a top 10 wide receiver in the league. I personally think that he's even top 5 in terms of talent. I can't wait to see what he'll do this year. I do think that this will be a career year for A.J. Brown in real life. But real life's not what we're going to talk about here. We're here to talk about fantasy. And might have been a fantasy to think that A.J. Brown could have had 200 targets this year. But I'm just going to pretend it was going to happen. I am going to be personally angered by this trade. Because I felt like 200 targets was the ceiling for A.J. Brown. So that means the ceiling is the roof. 200 targets, he probably would have turned in the best wide receiver season of all time. He certainly would have been the wide receiver one. He was my undisputed fantasy wide receiver one before this trade took place. And I've had to move him down, obviously. That makes sense. I've bumped AJ down to wide receiver eight. So he is the top guy in my third tier of players. My third tier of receivers, sorry. And so that third tier... He's joined, still an elite group, don't get me wrong. He's joined by Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson, Justin Jefferson, and Terry McLaurin. I don't think you are, I don't think you're mad about, you know, if you get him over any of those guys, but definitely I think Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Calvin Ridley, who I'll get to in a second, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, and Michael Thomas. Those are all the guys I'm for sure taking over, AJ. I wouldn't fight you if you said, hey, I want to take any of these tier three guys over AJ. That's fine. That's the point. That's what's great about having tiers is that you can do that. You can say that. So I think, yeah, he's definitely that third tier guy. I think he's the top still. He's the top of that third tier of guy, but that's kind of where he slots in for me. So, A.J. Brown, elite real-life wide receiver. He still should be a wide receiver one this season, just not the wide receiver one, which is what we wanted. Sad. It's very sad. So, 
I touched on this a second ago, but Calvin Ridley is the guy who I think is the biggest fantasy football winner from this trade. So listen, Ridley. You will hear people say it. You'll hear people say, Ridley was better when Julio Jones was on the field. And now technically, technically that's true. Okay? Technically that's true. I think it's, I wouldn't say it. I'm not going to say it, but you could say it. It wouldn't be technically wrong. But here's what I have for you. Calvin Ridley, without Julio Jones in the past two years, has gone for these stat lines in eight games. Eight for 91, five for 110, eight for 136, six for 50 and a touchdown, eight for 124 and one, 10 for 163 and one, five for 130, and eight for 52. So if I went too fast for you to do a little mental math right there, that means the range of outcomes is floor of 13.2, ceiling of 32.3. I don't know about you, but I love that range of outcomes out of my wide receiver one. You're going to see consistency based on his last year, last year, what he did without Julio over 17 games, he would have caught 121 passes for 1,857 yards and seven touchdowns. I don't understand who's fading Ridley. Like, who's fading Ridley because of this? For all of you who were out there saying, hey, he was better with Julio in there, it's because he was a novelty last year. He was not some elite tier of receiver before last year, and so he was able to eat and he dominated, don't get me wrong, but he was able to eat because he was, he wasn't even like known, he wasn't thought of as some elite tier receiver, he's now the alpha dog number one in Atlanta, and he is an alpha number one, but he is the guy in Atlanta now, he's gonna see the top corner, and the efficiency that he saw with Julio out there, Sure, it was better, but that'll be offset by the sheer volume he's going to get this year. Fade him at your own risk. Take anybody over him at your own risk. I don't know if I feel comfortable drafting any receiver over Calvin Ridley, honestly. So I'm just going to hope that I don't have the first pickings of the receiver. I'm as happy with him as I am with Tyreek Hill and Stephon Diggs, and that's it. Those are the only two players that I'm happy with getting them as I am getting Ridley at my wide receiver one. Russell Gage, another guy who I think is going to benefit. I've seen a lot of talk about him being a wide receiver three, wide receiver four after this trade. He was that before this trade for me. I have him at my wide receiver 28, which is, you know, high end wide receiver three. And I mean, Yeah, why not? Why not? I bumped him up from 36 to 28. Big value from him. If Ridley misses any time, God forbid, because I'm drafting him as my number one receiver in every draft that I can. God forbid Ridley gets hurt. Gage is a top 12 guy. I mean, you hear about this 
running back handcuffs, but Gage is a handcuff. He's like the Kareem Hunt of wide receivers here. Not even. Not not as good when Ridley's out there as Kareem Hunt is when Chubb's out there, but when Ridley's hurt, yeah. What we're seeing, though, is I think the biggest takeaway, real-life takeaway from this trade that I think is also a ta- real uh, fantasy takeaway is that Pitts is, he was drafted to be the new Julio. That's what he's here for. And so, for me, I don't feel comfortable putting Pitts in fantasy this year below tight end four. And I I think he'll probably end up as my tight end three as we progress over Kittle. But, dude, he's so talented. You know the talent. You know the draft capital. You know he's going to get targets. I don't see why he can't be a top three tight end. I have not heard a good reason other than he's a rookie. He is the exception to that rule. He is more of a wide receiver than he is a tight end. He's great. So on the Titans side, we have, I'll just kind of run through Derrick Henry. Unchanged. Come on now. He's Derrick Henry. He was always going to get his work. And the only fear, I think, with Derrick Henry you should have is maybe some little wear and tear after he toted the rock 400 times last season. Other than that, no need to worry about Henry. He's my running back five this year. I wouldn't, I would not say anything if you drafted him above anybody. I Like, if you drafted him at the running back one with the first pick, okay, that's, I don't, even hate that. I think he's an elite player. I have him above Eckler, below Zeke. That's just kind of where he's sandwiched there. I wouldn't hate if you drafted him anywhere in the top five. Uh, I think Ryan Tannehill is going to be a huge beneficiary. He was a late round QB, but at this point, there's no reason even talking about him being a late round QB. We'll see his ADP skyrocket, but look, He's throwing to two alpha dogs. He's got Derrick Henry. He's got a new offensive coordinator. He's ready to feast. He was the QB7 last year. QB7 with Corey Davis and A.J. Brown. And now he's got Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. I'm excited for what Tana Thrill is going to show us this year, man. I think it's going to be great. We're going to see he's going to show out. He will. He will. He'll be a top eight quarterback. I wouldn't be shocked if he's top five. On the Falcons' side of the ball, things are a little murkier, I would say. Mike Davis, I don't know. I don't know. I think the trade might affect him. Not hugely. I haven't changed his ranking yet. He's still my running back 18. He's being drafted lower than that. Go get Mike Davis whenever you can. But I think this this shouldn't hurt him. No way this will hurt him, dude. He's going to get more targets. He, they The Falcons should want to put him in that sort of more pass-catching back role. He's, he showed that he was good at that last year. I think he can play. I think he is the starting running back in Atlanta. I have fade him at your own cost, man. Like, I will. I would love if I could get him late. Like, if I could get him later, I would 
be in love with that. I wouldn't hate even having him at my running back too, honestly. Matt Ryan. Man, I was excited about Matt Ryan. I had Matt Ryan as a top 10 quarterback. I did. I'm not even kidding. And I bumped Matt Ryan down now. Behind Trevor Lawrence. Behind the top 10 tier. He's out. I'm so sad. It's something you really hate to see. Because Matt Ryan was gearing up for a great year. A fantastic year. He was gonna be back, right? Vintage Matty Ice was gonna be back. Nope. Sad. Sad, man. But... Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable drafting him. Even in two QB leagues. I would be like, eh, I guess. I don't really... Okay, like that kind of, but I don't know, man. Like, look, he's a great real-life player. He always has been, but fantasy, I'm not touching Matt Ryan. Let somebody else draft him. It doesn't matter where I rank it. Let somebody else have him. Without Julio, he is not that guy. He's not it. And we'll see. Maybe Pitts can take the Julio role. No guarantee. I'm not guaranteeing anything about Matt Ryan this year. Other than I guarantee you that I will not draft him in any sort of format this year. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is all that I've got for you today. Thank you for tuning in to the KC Sports Report Fantasy Football Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at KCSR underscore Finn. You can tweet at me. You can DM me. I will give you advice if you come to me. I care about your team, unlike some people. No shed. That was not shed. Maybe a little bit. But I do. I really do. I want you all to win. Reach out if you have any fantasy questions. With that said, this is Finn Sullivan signing off.